Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Let's take a movie review. Sam Hollis, RNZ producer, busy producer this week. Sam, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing, Jesse? Yeah, good, thank you. We've got people away and people sick, and so you've been doing heaps and heaps of work. We thank you for that. All good. Any time. Managing to get the uh, stress levels to a manageable, uh, manageable, manageable, manageable sort of a rate. Yeah, we'll say manageable. That's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I know you've got your eye on the panel later, but um, for now, you're going to tell us what you've been watching and. Um, can't wait to hear about Mean Girls. My two uh, daughters are excited about that. But first, one called All of Us Strangers. Yeah, All of Us Strangers. So this is one that's sort of been on my radar. It's sort of, I think we're one of the last countries to get it. So I was really excited to finally see this. It's in cinemas now, uh, directed by British director Andrew Haig. Uh, so this stars Andrew Scott, who people might recall from Fleabag as Hot Priest, um, is probably his <laughs> best known role. Yeah. Um, here he plays Adam. Uh, so Adam is a man who's very, very self-isolated. He lives alone in his London apartment and very much sticks to his daily routine. But one day he has a chance encounter with another resident there, Harry, uh, played by Paul Miskell from uh, Normal People, After Sun, uh, incredible young actor. And the two of these guys spark up a romance. But for Adam, uh, this brings up a lot of unresolved trauma and forces him to confront some things he's been bottling up, particularly uh, regarding the death of his parents when he was very little. Um, so I'll leave the plot there because it's it's a bit of a tricky one to describe. Um, I'm really, really happy to start the year off with this movie because it was just incredibly beautiful um, and I had a really emotional experience with this movie. Um, but I, like I said, it is kind of hard to describe because within that plot uh, of kind of a intimate, personal drama, it also introduces a few elements of fantasy um, and it does it in a very organic way but I think that's why I'm finding it, it's just one of those movies that I have to say, hey look it's amazing, just go go along sit down and I promise you'll, you'll have an experience with this, because it just all happens so organically and, and sweeps you along for the ride. Is, um, is there a sort of, is there a supernatural or, or sci-fi aspect to it? I, I think sci-fi would be a stretch I think fantasy is the, is the word it's yeah. basically, um, yeah so like I said, uh, the main character Adam, his parents died when he was uh, 12 years old in a car crash um, and basically um, through various visual fantasy we get to see him have conversations with his parents that he never got to have particularly um, regarding his coming out as a gay man um, and um, how he feels like he never got to have that conversation with them Um, so that's that's about as fantastical as it goes you know it's not going into magic supernatural territory necessarily or at least it doesn't feel that way but there's a little bit of an element of it um, and I just don't want people to get the wrong idea that they are like you know going into a sci-fi movie or, or something like yeah, that. Thank you. Um, so that one is called All of Us Strangers. 
Brothers and then how about Mean Girls? I haven't actually seen the original. I know oh, it's really? iconic. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it came out in 2004. So for my generation, it is like the definition of an, of an iconic film. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if you know Mean Girls, you already love it. But this is, of course, a remake of that original 2004 comedy with Lindsay Lohan. Um, however, it is worth noting that this is first and foremost a film adaptation of the Mean Girls Broadway musical. Um, so following that film, Tina Fey adapted it into a stage musical, huh. and that's where we get this film from. Um, so she's back again helming the screenplay for this adaptation. She wrote the original film as well. Uh, it's directed by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Jr. Um, it stars a young Australian actress, actually, Angori Rice. She takes on the role of Katie, who was the Lindsay Lohan character in the original. And singer and actress Renee Rapp takes on the role of the villainous Regina George. Um, <laughs> so um, if you've seen the original film, you already know the story. Young Katie Heron moves from Kenya back home to the US where she attends high school for the first time. She quickly makes friends with uh, two people, two kind of outsiders, Damien and Janice, who employ her to take down the plastics, the uber popular girls at school, led by Regina George. So... This um, this is a hard one for me to review because I think, I mean, you said your two young daughters are going to it. I think that's perfect. I think that's <laughs> absolutely perfect. For me, I just very quickly realized sitting down this was not remotely made for me. Um, and I think that's maybe best exemplified if I if I share a little story uh, yeah. about my, my cinematic experience. So yeah. I was there sitting down in the cinema by myself, as I do. Um, and as soon as the lights went dark, uh, three girls who I would say were <laughs> aged maybe 11 or 12, dressed all in pink, sat down next to me and I got this immediate sense of, oh God, we're sitting next to the weirdo who came to Mean Girls by himself. Um, and then the two girls immediately to my right, they sort of natted at each other for 30 seconds and then they stood up and swapped places. So that was my first sense of, oh, I might be in the wrong, uh, I might be in the wrong audience. You one. basically got made fun of by Mean Girls at your I own uh, screening of Mean Girls. Yeah. yeah. I did. I was I was in the clique. It's just that I had I had nobody else in my clique. It was just it was just poor little me. Um, so that basically set up for the experience that I was about to have for the entire movie. There just wasn't anything in here for oh. me as somebody who loves the original film um, because the original was was pretty had stuff for different audiences, right? It wasn't a, a movie just for teen girls. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, and, I mean, this, this I would say, is definitely, yeah, for the teen audience because it's not, it's not you know, a G-rated movie or anything. Yeah. Um, but the original film just had a lot more, the humour was a lot more broad, whereas this feels like it's very much aimed completely at that kind of TikTok generation, uh, for, for lack of a better term, you know? It's, it's designed for that audience, and I do worry that anybody outside of that is going to have a tough time time with it because there's just not a lot of standouts. Um, I mean, if you go back to that original Mean Girls film, it's incredible to see how stacked the cast is. Um, even the young actors in that film have all sort of gone on to, to really do things with themselves. But the performances in here, I would say particularly from Angori Rice, the lead, um, just a real lack of charisma, a really disappointing <laughs> kind of forgettable nature. And again, I don't know if that's centred in the fact that I've seen that original Mean Girls so many times. Um, but uh, yeah, it just it just didn't grab me this version, and the musical uh, aspects also just kind of meandered for me. There were no real show-stopping moments, um, and I suspect this is an example of something that worked way better on the stage than it did on screen because it just didn't feel like it had a lot of uh, you know panache or a 
real excitement or charisma to it. So I think for that audience, that kind of 13 to 16-year-old range, uh, they'll find something to love in this. Outside of that, if you're judging it as a musical, um, I think it's kind of subpar. If you're judging it on the, uh, you know, if you're going to compare it to that original 2004 film, it's going to be a big bust for you. Um, <laughs> it's just not as sharp. It's not as funny. It's it's lacks charisma. Um, it was just kind of a lesser version for me in every way. But okay. like I say, I'm just not the intended audience for yeah. this. I, I think, you know, your girls, they'll go along and they'll, they'll have a great time, I'm sure. Um, that's all very fair, Sam. Thank you. Hey, what did you make of the Oscar nominations this week? Oh, yeah, we may as well touch on that. I mean, there's, there's, I, for me, they were pretty much as expected. I know, I know there's been a lot of outrage online, um, but for me, it was pretty much what I was expecting. I was uh, personally really happy to see um, Anatomy of a Fall getting a lot of uh, nominations. I raved about that um, last year, but particularly in the screenplay category and the Best Picture category, I'm really glad that got a shout-out. And I think that's still in some cinemas here, so people can still go and see that one. Um, But the big hubbub has been around uh, Barbie and Margot Robbie um, not getting nominated for Best Actress, which is a little bit lost on me, I have to say. Um, I do wonder if the people making that complaint uh, have seen enough of the other performances, um, because I don't... uh, The the Best Actress category, to me, is probably the most stacked this year. Um, It's just full of incredible performances. Mm. You've got Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon, which um, was my favourite performance just across the board last year um sandra hewler the lead in anatomy and a fall emma stone and poor things uh for me all these performances just blow barbie out of the water so yeah and same same question as always with awards so it's it's one thing to say well they should have been in there but who 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 would she replace who are you taking out yeah Yeah. and also barbie got eight nominations so i don't it's like the third most nominated movie so i'm i'm not quite sure how people are are upset with that um a a few notable um uh, snubs to me though were i thought greta lee uh from the film past lives uh i was really upset to not see her in the best actress category but like i said that is a really really challenging one um, the film I reviewed uh, earlier, All of Us Strangers, I, I was really sad to see no mention of that after I saw it, saw it because I just think the performances, the writing, the directing, everything about it is pretty much pitch perfect. Um, and the one I found strange too was that for all the nominations that Killers of the Flower Moon got, um, no nomination in the adapted screenplay category, which I found really odd because I think the the real masters that made that film work were the editing, which I was glad to see Thelma Schoonmaker uh, Martin Scorsese's long-time editing collaborator uh, recognised in that category. But I found it really strange that the um, the screenplay wasn't um, recognised because I think that was a really, um, really brilliant screenplay and really essential to making that film flow and work the way it did. Um, so they were probably my most notable snubs, yeah. Love it. Sam Hollis, thanks so much. Thank you, Jesse. Back to work, eh? Oh, you know it. <laughs> Have a great weekend and you eventually <laughs> you too, get buddy. there. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.